in the history of television. It's never been so funny, so dramatic, so totally mind-blowing. Wow, 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 wow. Sunday, television's greatest night is the biggest live event of the year. One, two, one, two, three. Watch the best of the best face off. Jimmy Kimmel hosts the Emmys. You don't watch, we're not friends anymore. Live Sunday, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on ABC. Hey there, Halt and Catch fans. Welcome back to the Halt and Catch Fire After Buzz After Show. We're here breaking down Season 3, Episode 4, The Rules of Honorable Play. It's going to be a bear of a show. Stay tuned. We will see you in a sec with a special guest. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now. Let the buzz begin. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there is that special music that we all have come to know and love. Yes. My name is Isaac Johnson. Follow me on Twitter, please, at Isaac Johnson or Instagram, the Isaac Johnson. I'm once again joined by Amber Plaster. Hey, guys. My name is Amber Plaster. Thanks for watching. You guys can tweet me your predictions at Amber Plaster. And our very special guest with Fist of Fury, <laughs> Jonas Yao. How you doing? I'm great. Where can the people find you online if they choose to follow you on Twitter or social media? Sure. It's all under Jonah Shao. That's J-O-N-A-X-I-A-O on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Wonderful. So much. We're going to get right into the show, but really quickly, I just want to remind you all of something coming up on the TV. In the history of television, it's never been so funny, so dramatic, or so good things. Think about the shows that are on TV. There are There's House Cards, Modern Family, Downtown Abbey, or Downtown Abbey, Game of... Oh, Thrones, what else is on TV? Uh, Blackish. I mm-hmm. love that show. Homeland, Better Call Saul, Veep, right. Transparent, Silicon Valley, Mr. Robot, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I mean, really, it's like the television's golden age is right now. Oh, yeah, and don't forget the Americans, Transparent, mm-hmm. and Master of None. And on Sunday, September 18th, television's greatest night is the biggest live event of the year. You can watch that show that celebrates television's great Emmy Awards. And there's no better night to watch the best and well, there's no better night to watch the best of the best face off and see your favorite shows win. Plus, you can see what everyone's wearing on the red carpet, see who looks as hot as they do in real life as they mm-hmm. do on TV. So, be there when one of the funniest men on television, Jimmy Kimmel, hosts the Emmys live Sunday, September 18th, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific Standard, only on ABC. Yeah, and now let's get into your entrance. Yes. What an entrance. Wasn't that as smooth an entrance as (laughs) as yours? Uh, I guess I've gotten a lot of practice with this whole punching thing. Yeah. Yeah, You You beat a lot of men in real life? Is this what you do? Uh, Maybe. Okay. (laughs) It doesn't count if you don't get caught, right? I, that's that's the golden rule. As, as I, I think uh, that's what they it. teach you. Yeah, I think that's yeah, the rule. Yeah. Well, so, how did you feel about this episode? This was the, the kind of a standout episode for you. How did you feel about filming it? How did you feel about watching it? It was a blast because uh, you know a lot of the coders have been on since season one, mm-hmm. and with mutiny purchasing, purchasing swap meet, it was really fun to cause so much havoc with <laughs> yeah. some of the other swap yeah. meet coders, and. It's a pretty big progression from just how chaotic and literally getting to a fist fight in the beginning and then to where they end up. So I think that was a really cool journey. So it was a blast shooting it. Awesome. I, I, this was, I mean, I always love the episodes. I'm a big fan of the show. I particularly liked from like a technical standpoint, I thought it was really cool to see Gordon's like point of view, see yes. his like 
like the watching the the microwave clock countdown. I thought that was a really cool insight into like where he is and you know mapping like where he is you know with like the six and the seven and all these kinds of things. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I actually wrote that down that um, uh, about Gordon. Like, like literally, what other person? on this planet would be that precise with tracking an illness. <laughs> like, if yeah. anyone's going to find a cure for an unknown illness, it's going to be Gordon. Yeah. Very that guy cool. is just in, incredible. But. Very cool. So you were, you were telling me before we started here about mm-hmm. um, hitting Scoot McNary. By the way, did you really hit him? We shot that several times. Mm-hmm. I may have clipped him once. Okay. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> now, did he react to that, or was, uh, he just, was he just in the moment? I think he, well, you know, it's hard to tell because it, it when we were shooting and his reaction, he gets a little upset. Right. So I, I'm not sure. <laughs> it could have been really genuine at that moment. It could have been. <laughs> and you were saying there was some sort of alternate take. This was actually the, it was the oh, alternate take. Oh, this was the take. alternate yeah, take. Yeah, the punch. Okay. I, when I, uh, that, that day of shooting, when we were shooting that particular scene, that's not what I thought would be happening. So... In the original script, and this is what we first did, at that point, when everyone's, like, getting really upset and Mm. very aggro, uh, Nick Pupo, who plays Carl, he, like, takes off his shirt to get ready to fight. And Mm. then I decide, I'm going to do the same because I get super (laughs) amped. And so I just, like, rip off my shirt. And I'm wearing a surprisingly feminine uh, leopard print bra. Okay. And it just stops everyone. They're just, like... Like, whoa, like someone's going too far. And then Bodhi actually says, that's a girl? (laughs) So that was just a different way of just stopping the fight. But then uh, we did the punch. So that was a different take. And I love them both. I want to see I know. I know. Maybe it'll be in like the deleted scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Season three (laughs) deleted scenes. That'd be funny. Uh, There's always like that person at the party who gets like a little too amped up too fast. (laughs) And you're easily that person. You're like, what did you you said? Like, oh, let's kill them or something like that. Let's kill these a-holes. Yeah. 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 Your character is a scrappy person. Yeah. You know, she's a woman among... You know, men. Yeah. Just like yeah. pushing your ground. A woman yeah. among boys, I would say. I don't, <laughs> I don't know that any of these guys are really real grown ups. Maybe <laughs> Gordon is the closest. That's fair. I mean Donna and Cameron, you know, they're they're handling it in a different way and, and mine <laughs> my my method of dealing with the guys is a bit different, I I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean I can relate to that. I grew up with four brothers, so uh Yeah. It, it, they when you're in a room full of brothers you speak a different language sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's an aggressive language otherwise you don't get hurt you know but yes. i don't that i don't know about hitting but, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but it I'm was gonna, great loved I'm it i assume that that happens when you grow up with brothers there's some there's some wrestling at the oh yeah ways. when we're yeah. kids yeah totally um i just i'd also just love this open to the show maybe the most of any of the episodes because you hit him there's that moment everybody panics of course we know exactly what's going on with Gordon his mental state yeah and then he's just what the f-? and then <laughs> music I was oh. like perfect my, my face when that like 15 seconds of like yeah let's get everyone calm down punch it's a girl what <laughs> <laughs> like I was just like <sighs> like this as it like went to credits and like the the music comes on I was mm-hmm. just like goosebumps like oh that was just so well done I just it was such a treat uh, and uh, for a show that is sl- slightly slower paced it was oh, yeah. a yeah, it yeah. was a nice uh, little surprise it was a, a very action packed episode in, in more ways than one yeah, yeah I'd say it's like a, probably the most adrenaline filled like opening of the show at this yeah. point that I can think of 
What so, I love about this show is they will surprise you with moments that are like, oh, 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 like that. And one moment that has happened for me was when Gordon fell down the stairwell. Yeah, in season two. And he two. got lost mm-hmm. in season two. It was just like boring. Okay, blah, 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 blah. He falls and he really mm-hmm. eats it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, I don't think they used a stunt double for that. And then there's some moments in the show where you're like, <laughs> and I was like, what about when you're punching him? And I was like, ah. Oh. That was they not make a you stunt think it's going to be chill. Yeah. <laughs> nope, not a no, stunt fist. No yeah. stunt fist. You're a real <laughs> fist. Tell what is, so what's it like? I mean, we we met Joshua Hoover. He came on the show last year. He's awesome. What's it like with all of these guys? Is it like is it as much fun as it seems? Because it seems like you guys probably just goof around and <laughs> some scene. We might have done that. Yeah, they they were so welcoming and sweet. Like mm-hmm. all of them, Josh Hoover's amazing. They have like a a twenty four seven Facebook chat that really? I uh, got added to, oh, yeah, awesome. where we just send all sorts of memes and gifs uh, all day long. Gif or jif? This was debated on uh, episode. I'm one. gonna say gif. Okay, I'm gonna stick with that gif. Okay, fair enough. And then we also backstage, like you guys saw the duck hunt on the episode. Uh-huh. We at one point um, we had a, a pretty long break, so we got to play. Mario Brothers on the Nintendo and like also, the original Mario mm-hmm. Brothers. Nice. Yeah, I actually did pretty well. All mm-hmm. right, all right. Not all the not all the uh, coders are are so good with the <laughs> like the Mario Brothers. So. Yeah. I don't think most of these guys, and probably including you, were like alive when the original <laughs> Mario Brothers came out. Probably not. I, I played Super Mario Brothers three growing up, uh, so was, maybe that gave me a little bit of practice. That's one of the yeah. best Mario Brothers. <laughs> so yeah, it was really fun, like bonding with the guys. Just we we would be shooting all day, and then we would hang out at night too. And so uh, they were just very welcoming, and it was just a treat to be part of. And we played like board games, also like in the trailers. Yeah, that's yep. nice. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, I love hearing that. Yeah, yeah. Do you have, do you have a favorite coder besides yourself? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I really bonded with. Uh, Josh Brady, who plays Robot, because mm-hmm. we joined at the same time and yeah. we were the, the swap meet people. I can, we're both actually in 303, but you can't, it's just like a wide shot mm-hmm. when um, they come into the swap meet sure. building. And yeah, we would just, I got to know him pretty well. We ate many meals together and he's, he's awesome. And awesome. yeah, well, if yeah. I had to pick, if you had to pick, <laughs> I mean, this is a court of law, so yeah. oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, this, you are under oath. Um, I actually, I personally like Lev. I think he's like my favorite coder. I kind of wish I could see a little bit more of him, but mm-hmm. they're all really funny. Um, so this laser tag game, yes. I'm, I'm assuming you guys just actually played laser tag. We did, and the the lasers only had so much battery life. And okay. so we were told, you know, just save it for the shots, but most of us didn't. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be like halfway through filming, and someone's like, oh, my gun. <laughs> I can't fire oh, anymore. Whoops. So, I mean, they they worked and everything. And That's awesome. Yeah, that was... That that took... That was probably one of the scenes that I was in that took the longest to shoot, because there's so much to coordinate. And I really liked the war paint, too. Yeah. I love it too. It was a nice touch. And also, like, it made sense because Gordon is so intense about gaming, as we saw. Yes. Um, But from, like, I really loved uh, seeing the old NES Duck Hunt. That was my first game. Wasn't that just a nice moment? Yeah. And I thought, like, wow, what is it, like, 8-bit, 16-bit graphics or something like that? Like, 8-bit graphics, yeah. It was that 
it looked awful. It was like boxes like moving <laughs> no, around on screen. No, it was magic. He jumped behind the grass. There was clouds. That annoying dog that would that always pop up dog. and laugh at you when you wouldn't shoot the dog. <laughs> Childhood trauma just <laughs> right back to me. When you lose and you're like, oh, I can't hear that noise again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, there was It was a nice moment, too, for Gordon to sort of like try to rally the teams together. Yes. I thought that was really cool. I thought, I mean, and also needed because there's all this sort of friction. I didn't realize, I guess, until you just said it, that, oh, yeah, you were part of Swap Meet coming mm-hmm. over. You know, when you guys filmed that scene in, in episode three, mm-hmm. and, like, the office is generally pretty bare. Yes. For a moment there, I thought, does anyone actually work here? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was uh, doodling, mm-hmm. and okay. jo- Josh, who plays Robot, was using one of those, like, cameras that click, you yeah, know, where there's the, the different pictures. Uh, uh-huh. What's it like called? Like a kaleidoscope? Yeah, kind of like thing. one of those. And so he was just <laughs> playing with that. So none of us were actually working okay. during did, work. Did they tell you anything as far as, like, what's supposed to be happening here? Or was it just, like... That we were not working. So <laughs> okay. really anything but work. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, we were trying it, to make predictions last episode about swap meet. Were they, you know, were they going but, under? Or was it just poor leadership that led to their their employees not working we couldn't we couldn't figure it out we're like what's going on over there should they maybe not buy that company <laughs> yeah it seemed happening like with swap me are they hiding something why don't they have a secretary They're no terrible. one's answering the phone right and i think that there was a lot of potential but clearly there is some issues with management <laughs> sure so well, tweedledee perhaps, and tweedledum <laughs> yeah thing one thing two uh let's let's, <laughs> right. let's talk about them since we have a lot of show to cover here uh, Cam is not getting along too well with thing one, thing two. She can't no. even call, she can't even call them by their names. She knows their names. No, she, she doesn't want to know their names. She want to know their names. Yeah, she. They bought their company. They. Uh, she's. I mean, I think sort of later they kind of get into why she's holding on to this code. She created it with Tom. Well, let's hope we see Tom back at some point. That'd be so. Wonderful. I hope so. Yeah. I really liked his character. Yeah, but you know, like this, she's basically you know, unwilling to let go of this code so they can do this, like, C++ thing. These are all mm-hmm. the computer terms that I know. I'm just learning them <laughs> Um But I mean, for you, I mean, I guess, do we know, like, why there's so much animosity between these three? Is it just, like, a this is special to me, this is special to me, I'm not going to move? I, th- I think that's part of it, but also, like, Joe talks about in the episode that he... In a way, it's like he didn't really want to get bought, and then also mm-hmm. the, to be undercut by so much sure. too on the price, mm-hmm. and so I I think he was a little bit salty about that. Very salty. Yeah, and yeah. he and I to me his character is a bit sexist, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, especially I, with this conversation with just Cameron, a, just a tiny like, yeah. bit. Yeah, and so I think that that's an issue for him too. Is like he, um, you know, he was used to running it with his boy, and then now he has to listen to these two women who he's having a really tr- t- tough time getting along with. And yeah, he's not really trying very hard either. Yeah, yeah. when she's not making it, it easy on them. I was just mm-hmm. going to say, like, I'm, like, the biggest feminist on the planet, but she is... Right behind me. ...being, yeah, but, uh, but she's making it really difficult mm-hmm. for yeah. them. She's abusing them verbally, yeah. pretty much. She's not listening to any of their good ideas. She refuses to, to take any of their notes in their meetings. And so... I think Cameron honestly needs to learn that in business, if you verbally abuse pretty much your your employees or your partners, they're, I don't want to say going to be sexist with you, but they're going to be abusive back in some way. And so you're going to have to, like, learn to deal with the consequences of your actions. I mean, they're still wrong. They're both wrong. 
Yeah. You know? I think it was handled so well to show, like, they kind of were pushed to their boiling point. But I think I think you're right. I think they, like, kind of idle at sexist. And I think that's why your character is so always on the defense everything the guys <laughs> well, say. Yeah, I mean, I during the laser tag, I shoot my own teammate when yeah. <laughs> when yeah. he calls someone a pussy. I'm yeah. like, you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's sexist. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what does that say about, you know, your bosses? Like, I'm sure you're always having to correct them and be like, guys, you can't say that about me. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, even, so Doug, like, is sort of offering the olive branch to, to Cameron there, trying to, like, smooth things over. They have a nice talk at night, and then the next day she's like, "Yeah, we gotta fire those guys." Just you know, I'm just like, this is this is the this is the Cameron that we've had from like season one and season two. Like, I'll do whatever I want to do, and I don't care who suffers at the hands. You know, like basically who has to suffer based on what I want. I'm on mm. I'm on Cameron's side on this one. She's mm. trying to run her company her way, and these guys are being stupid. And I don't know that them pushing a good idea matters in the scope of her genius or in the scope of her company. Interesting. I, Interesting. I'm like, I get it. If they were my employees, they'd be gone too. Uh, yeah, well, and certainly if there's a power struggle, she's probably going to win unless Donnie betrays her, which happens later in the episode. <laughs> uh, but Can you believe it? I was some, like, uh... To some degree, I, I don't know that... And this is just my personal take. Like, she's, she's a very smart person. She can keep track of the code in her head. She... Challenges dug on that, I mean, although I think it was, well, it was before he called her a bitch, but later on he calls her a bitch. Yeah. But she challenges him on that, but I'm like, is she really, like, sort of, like, front office, like, management material, or is she just the smartest person in the room and sort of makes people suffer because of how intelligent she is, but she she didn't really seem to have a lot of people's skills. There's actually a lot of uh, duplicity in this, um, not duplicity, not in that they're, they're lying to one another, but... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like two characters um, kind of mirroring each other. There's a little bit of mirroring happening Mm -hmm. when um, Gordon mentions to Boz, you know, everyone likes you. Isn't it good to just, you know, not be the boss, to be number two and Mm -hmm. just party and be able to have fun? Like I'm doing what I love Mm -hmm. and this is great and I'm not in charge of, of this company living or dying. I feel like that mirrors directly what Cameron should be doing where she wants to like be passionate and I don't know that she has the ability to lead. Yeah. I was just, I was just going to say, I mean, she's very smart on the technical side and mm-hmm. she's a brilliant coder, but she's never really been taught how to be a leader. And yeah, I think she has no leadership skills. Right. And it's a lot of growing pains because now she's in this leadership role, but she communication isn't her strongest <laughs> asset. Um and democracy is not her strongest. <laughs> <laughs> she may call it that, but I don't think it's actual democracy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there was a nice moment, too, for her. Well, not a nice moment, I guess, but it was, you know, the stepdad calls about her dad, the past. I mean, I almost forgot that her real name's not actually Cameron. That's her dad's name. I also had a reaction. I was like, Catherine? Yeah. And then, I'm, oh, right. Yeah. In season two, we learned that that's not a real name. That's her dad's name. Which is very metal of her to change her name. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and so, you know, uh, they're selling all the stuff. Mm-hmm. That's got to mean something to her personally. It almost seemed like for a minute there, and this is I don't know, just like my the way my brain operated, but like when they started talking to her about her dad, it's almost like in some ways like that's where her mental age is in some way. Mm. Like she's still sort of like that was like a traumatic experience for her. Obviously, your dad, yeah. you know, dying when you're really young, and it's almost like in some ways it kind of speaks to like how she sort of deals with people, which mm. is not really like an adult. I hate to put her down. I love the character, but it's almost like she 
she's trying to react like a child. Like, that's mine. Don't take my thing. Like, this is the way I want to do it. I don't care what anybody else thinks. And she runs. Sometimes mm-hmm. she runs kind of away from her problems as opposed to dealing with certain things. Yeah, like not meeting up and firing the people she said yep. she was going to. <laughs> yeah. Now, did she really oversleep? I mean, it looked like she did. It. It looked like she did, but at the same time, if you really, really want something, if it's important enough, you'll do right. it. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like if if she was like, I don't know. I just feel like she was like. Okay, I'm going to do that thing that I really don't want to do. Let me just take a nap first, kind of procrastinating. And then, oh, darn, I overslept. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was, I was, it was a tough line for me to kind of figure out. But at the same time, I thought, she, okay, she's, like, she's basically just overworking herself. She continues to take on responsibility. And then, of course, she slept through this meeting mm-hmm. because she's trying to have control of everything. And if she would delegate. Maybe she could sleep some hours and, or maybe play more Duck Hunt with Gordon hmm. that night or something there's, like that. There's some quote um, that I'm going to butcher now about, like, half of leadership is delegation. Yeah. And yeah. and um, I I think we're all collectively doubting uh, Cameron's leadership. And, like, in any good company, if you need to micromanage every little thing, not only are your um, subordinates going to resent you, mm-hmm. but your company's going to fail because you're not going to be able to sleep and you're not going to be able to make... Um, disciplined decisions. So mm-hmm. I think that's. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said she can't even delegate. She yeah. didn't even trust Donna. Yeah. Well. Well, now maybe. I mean, <laughs> but let's talk about that because this yeah. is the first moment where Donna has not backed Cameron. For the most part, I think she backs her one hundred percent. But now that was well, it was pretty dirty. No, to like to twist Diane's words or not twist Diane's words, basically to to lie. I kind of thought, well, maybe she's just testing her. She'll be like, oh. You know, um, that's okay. And then Donald will be like, the next day, let them go and be like, yeah, that's what you want. I just want to make sure you were still cool and not losing your, your mind. Because like, I, I think Donna's really concerned for Cameron's state of mind. I mean, she needs a mother. And Donna's essentially going to be that person. Yeah. Um, well, so, and then, then Cameron asks uh, Boz. She says, you know, when did you know you were losing Cardiff? So, Maybe she's already sort of on to that things are sort of that really surprised me that she was even that aware. Um, it did, it seemed almost kind of nowhere, but at the same time, I thought she's a very smart person, she's kind of like a genius savant (laughs) in that way, where she's really smart with like certain things and then really terribly not strong in in other forms of like communication. So, like, she maybe she senses things very strongly. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, but I thought that was really interesting that uh. Well, she al- said at the end. well, also, she is <laughs> probably terrified at the prospect of having to continue working with Doug and Craig. Mm. And so... Oh, so you think maybe she thinks that Doug and Craig are going to be the problem. It's not possible. Donna. Yeah, well... It could be It could be any... Com- it could be all of point. them. <laughs> it could be all three, all the above, yeah. just because, you know, she just got told, like, look, you got to... You got to work with them, oh, and she's just thing. like. Oh. I thought she was like Donna's on to me. Like I thought I, it could be right. that it too. Could be, could be. It could be just the worries about the guys that she yeah. hasn't touched base with. Could be well because also she had the conversation with Doug where she asked Doug basically like, "Would you leave your your business partner here?" And then she says she wants to fire them later on. But yeah, like I, that was very surprising. Yeah, she that. asked him that, and then it seemed like she just kind of was gonna you know stab him in the back, you know, like a scene later or something mm-hmm. like that. But it's like maybe now she's somewhat paranoid of them ganging up against her or something like that. Or maybe she was, because there seemed to be some sort of 
little bit of that romantic chemistry in there too that maybe yeah. it's like uh like i'm feeling something and oh yeah push away push away well Oscillation. last time they didn't turn out so well for her so yeah Maybe that's the case. That's uh, what I, that's what I read it as. Was mm-hmm. she was like, "Oh, I like you. You're too much." You know, <laughs> yeah, you know what? It was like a I'm very letting you too close. So they they drink. They have their time mm-hmm. in the office there. She let and her guard they, down. Yeah. And her guard yeah. is back up. Please yeah. pay attention to it. She's yeah. like a cat. <laughs> She's like my belly Cameron was open. Now you need to move on. Very well. I, you I'll need assume to leave so. Me I don't know a cat, so I'm assuming that's how it works. They're like, "Oh, I love you. I love you." Okay. This is, this is why I'm are you a cat owner? I have a cat. Okay. okay. And you're like, okay, I'll come back to you when you're ready. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, this is why I'm a dog person. Um, Unconditional love. Yes, I know. Just love me. I just want you oh. to be happy that I come home. For anyone to be happy that I come home. Um, so, uh, that moment on them with the, Gordon and Cam on the couch, Donna's kind of in the stairway. Is Donna just being paranoid? I mean, I don't think Gordon would ever looked i mean it seemed like there was just like a bit of like what's going on in here let me get you a soda gordon i mean i don't, I don't think the think person she's there was paranoid i mean i i mean you i've kind of like stood behind people in my household where they're talking they're like oh what are they doing are they talking about work okay that's boring and you walk away you're like sure. oh that's interesting that's weird i'm trying to overhear this i don't think it's like i don't think she's crazy paranoid and i think because she had just said to cameron hey you can you can stay Right, you know, yeah. and so it's like, all right, <laughs> that was interesting to me. Bit. Do you think it's because she's trusting Cameron now for being chill about? I think she's feeling guilty. She's feeling yeah. guilty. No, I would say that. I probably, that seems. I like would a... say that. Well, and also they go to that place to check it out, and it's like, well, this place isn't good enough for me, or, <laughs> or whatever that is. But also just like the sort of mothering thing. Mm-hmm. She's lost. Maybe she's a lost kitty. And she needs some sort of yeah. Thing like that. Okay, so let's get to Diane and Boz. I had a prediction last week. I believe you I had did. a prediction last week about Diane and Boz with some sparks flying there, and it certainly seems like Diane is very interested. In, oh, I'm gonna go to the party. I got a plus one, Donna. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with you. You know, I was, no. I was thinking of somebody. Yeah, with me, maybe an alopecia, older <laughs> gentleman. You know. <laughs> you totally called that last week, and you totally called that uh, relationship. And let me tell that ship. Like, I, I ship it. That ship has sailed. It is yeah. happening. I'm so excited. Uh, but also at the end when he was talking about, I'm over champagne and parties. I was yes. like, oh, no. Is he depressed? Yeah. Well, My perfect boss. I love him. Now, let's not forget, <laughs> Diane, still married. Um, no. We're not still married? No, she wears her wedding ring, remember? She wears her wedding She's ring. She's divorced. Or maybe is the divorce not final for some reason? I felt like it wasn't. I don't know. I can't remember. Um... But it was a curious sort of reaction from him because, one, he keeps telling that bear story. I love all these stories that he's, like, halfway <laughs> in the middle of. Midway yeah. through. Yeah. Or to the end. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, he... But this line. is, like... Yeah, like, he tells it, like, three times. And at the <laughs> end of the episode, he's like, look, uh, that, that That's story... That's That's enough. That story's done. But there was just... Okay, like, she's hitting it off with him. John's the life of the party. Boz mm-hmm. is the life of the party. She can call him John, apparently. <laughs> um, I loved that. Yes. Yeah. First of all, Diane's character terrifies me in the best way possible, which I've <laughs> talked about on other episodes. I'm like, I'm never good enough. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Um, and so when she walks in and she's like a little embarrassed and she's like, I think I want to invite Boz or D- John. Yeah. And, uh, and Don is like, oh, that's what? Really? That's and weird. also no one calls him that, you weirdo. <laughs> and and she's like, I do. 
Yeah. And I, like, I was like, excuse me. <laughs> she's so good. Even when she's embarrassed, she is like a lion. Mm-hmm. She's just, ugh. She sees what she wants and she yeah, takes that, it. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, she likes John there being the, or Boz being the life of the party. But it was, okay, so things are going well. He's there. He runs into Joe. Does but, Diane know Joe? I mean, she has to know who mm-hmm. he is. He's like, I mean, he's, I he's Steve Jackson. Because she was playing it real cool. I was like, does she recognize him? Yeah. But I think it turns I think out so. she does know of him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's like, he was like on the cover of Forbes magazine. Okay. This whole thing. I think that. She seems like she does her research. Like, yeah. Like when she knew about Swap Meet and it seems like she's in the know in, yeah. that, in that industry. Easily. But so why do we think that Boz has this reaction to her at the party? You know, she's basically giving him the green light, John. I don't know. I'm, I was really confused about that line. She was like, oh, you're still here. Like, let's, you know, you're the life of the party. He's like, I'm over parties and champagne. And then he, like, sips his whiskey. So I'm like, okay, you're not an alcoholic. You're not sober. Mm-hmm. What are you over and why are you being suddenly I think what it was to her. was that he, I think he felt used. That, he, mm-hmm. that she had brought him to this party to be, like, this entertainer. Yeah. And so I think he misunderstood her intentions oh. because... Because I think didn't Joe Joe said something to Boz? Yeah, I mean, about, like they, and commented right. They about, both like, said oh. that he was like the life of the party, but like his killing was, it, the, the Southern charm or something right, like it, that. But it was like something kind of insidious. Like it was this kind of like underhanded comment. Well, that'd be Joe. Yeah. <laughs> right? No way, not <laughs> he Joe. Manipulates people just a little. Yeah, bit. and so then that made Boz like feel really uncomfortable with what just happened. And I and I think that's why he was not very happy by the end. That he was just like, I don't want to be hmm. like I'm more than this. I'm not I, just like some like. I can see know. that. I mean, in some ways, like even amongst the coders, it seems like he's kind of like company mascot. Everybody loves him. Right. Even when oh come on, John, let's play laser tag, and he really shuts you guys down there. I didn't see that coming. But maybe <laughs> yes, that's just did. in general. He's like, look, I'm more than just this guy that will tell the yeah. cool stories mm-hmm. and rile everybody up. Like I actually can do some real work around here. Yeah. And I think, I mean, what you said is right, because he, he sort of misreads Diane, because I think she's genuinely charmed mm-hmm. by him. I think so, too. Yeah. I don't think she needs anybody to entertain for her at a party or perform for her. <laughs> I think that he's misreading that because other people are like, oh, you're putting on a show. You know, like, everyone loves a performance, mm-hmm. you know, like Joe said. And he's like, is that all I'm good for? And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Your girl likes you. Yeah. And also, he does make really good deals, and he makes really great deals with Diane. Mm-hmm. There, they like counter each other very well. So, like, even Power if they couple. weren't into each other, yeah. I'd love they that. would be working yeah. well together. So, still love that scene from the season. It was great to see them work together. Yeah, um, Ryan and Joe. Let's talk about them. Not so, as much of them in this episode. Not as much of them, but it certainly seems like Joe is just continually disappointed by who Ryan really is. We get a little bit of hope of of Ryan of, of Ryan's wheels kind of spinning a little too fast, and he's like. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm so excited to be here. You know? Yeah, <laughs> but even so, like they're there, they're brainstorming. They got the board, everything's written on there. It feels like they're clicking. And Joe's like, "Could you just shut up for like <laughs> three seconds?" And Ryan can't even do that. And then that's when he goes to erase the board. I think, I don't know. I just he's just continually disappointed by who he really is. And it seems like Ryan isn't like an idea guy like Joe is or like Gordon was when they worked together. I mean, I know I keep coming back to that every episode. I think but... I think Ryan can be an idea guy because mm-hmm. he was an idea guy at Mutiny mm-hmm. and sure. he wasn't being heard. And I yeah. think he's not confident at all around Joe as most people aren't. That's true. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I, I think 
He's just like an excited puppy, and Joe keeps kicking the puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kick the puppy, so Joe. True. He said, "What did he say? Um, something about great." I wrote it down. Uh, good is the enemy of, of great. great. Yeah, good is the enemy of great. If, if there's <laughs> anything worth remembering, it'll be we'll there in the morning. In the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Which was just another nice little dig to poor Ryan. He just wants to make his daddy happy. I mean, Joe, <laughs> Joe happy. <laughs> You're right. There's probably some daddy issues there for yeah. both of them, I'm sure. But um, I I really, uh, I feel like this is just a me thing, but I hate when, first of all, Ryan didn't listen, which is foreshadowing, I feel like. Sure. Because he's like, just be quiet. Like, he couldn't have been more clear. Yeah. yeah. And Ryan was like, okay, are we quiet? <laughs> I waited five seconds. Are you ready? Are you for my ideas? And he didn't yeah. even have anything. He's like, maybe we'll just um, write down some more stuff. It's like not even an idea. It wasn't even a clear solution. And he and he interrupted Joe. And I hate what he said. He said, let's circle the five best ideas. Um, okay. The definition of best means the... Means there's only one. The right. paramount choice, as yeah. in... Um, the best choice for uh, there's there's a ladder there's number one and then there's there's number two number three you don't there's not five best there's five good and so mm-hmm. it's just like you don't even have anything you're not even being specific you don't have a pitch you don't have an idea you're just running your mouth and I right. think Joe is just like oh, okay yeah I'm disappointed in Ryan to be honest I mean maybe that's just me trying to project that onto Joe but I am disappointed in him I thought he was gonna be the guy i thought he was gonna be like a cameron to have all these great ideas and really like rile joe up but it yeah. seems like he's just like maybe he's not ready this is it well he gives them the task at the end of the episode right to like uh, oh yeah so maybe that's that's his. true i mean i guess <laughs> who else does he have at this point <laughs> he's got ryan but that's the he says the arpanet which is was basically like the precursor to the internet so it's nice to see that uh, come up there, which was a military thing before we all had the internets, which is what we're on right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about this um, with Joe. Oh, say, so Cal's son was at Joe's uh, party. Turns out it wasn't a Halloween party. I guess we were wrong about that last week. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize. I, I guess it's just I the really 80s, thought but... it was a Halloween party. Apparently it's just so an 80s too. Coke party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so Cal's son was how there. How are we to know? Yeah. I don't know how I would know. Um did some did some recreational drug use at mm-hmm. his party, drove, got in some trouble. So now they're trying to make amends here with Ken. With by the way, Matt Lillard, great to see him on the show. Mm. Um and it's going pretty well for a minute there. Joe's saying all the right things until Cal starts digging in with these like I mean basically he uses some pretty terrible homophobic slurs mm-hmm. during the meeting, which it's been a while since we sort of brought up that, that Joe likes men and women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think Joe could have could have kept a lock on it until he just pushed him and that moment i have never like cheered so hard for joe <laughs> <laughs> right. in this entire show because that dude had it coming to him i yep. loved it well basically i mean he was basically saying alluding to i think uh wanting the gay like the gay men to get aids to catch or, the flu is what right. he said which uh-huh. is aids to die right AIDS. so i mean that's it's, it's about yeah. as harsh as it could be. He's like, oh, that sickness that affects all of those weird people and, and not us. Hopefully they die from it. That's what he said. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Which, I mean, I get, he doesn't know that this is who Jeez. Joe is. No excuse. But, you know, he's oh, the soft handshakes and they're not like those weirdos in San Francisco. And I just thought, like, there's no way he can let this sit. Please read this guy. His rights, basically. I <laughs> thought there was something interesting that happened. Um, and I feel like I'm not 
I'm not sure on the technology that's happening in that scene where he's like, oh, maybe we're going to do this. Maybe we're going to do this with the packets. He, and he mm-hmm. and Joe leans in and he goes, the what? Yeah. So I think he's like, oh, we don't need you anymore. Right. I'll go with this brilliant idea. Mm. Now I can end you. Yeah. And it was well, very <laughs> subtle. Well, that's basically where they're talking about the military, military contracts and the ARPANET sort of thing, which is that's what the idea that he gets that he gives to Ryan at the end. Like, Later, let's, yeah. Let's find out about But this. I think Joe would have kept his cool had he not heard that and gotten that idea because he would have thought that mm. that's you know my, the main source of my income. I can't mm. bite the hand that feeds me. But he found out and he's like, great, I'm going to take this little straw and run with it and also ruin you now yeah I, so I, it was cool to see him like jump at that opportunity i'm gonna still say it's both i think it was you like, think it's both well i think it was i think it was that because that's he's always about the sort of bottom i think line. no i no? To- respectfully disagree i think joe can be completely controlled if he needs something okay i think he can eat so much mm. crap if he needs something how he was last season with his fiance's dad Sure. Who he did not like. He like yeah, controlled yeah. every conversation that he had with that guy, and he hated that guy. I don't know. What do you think, Jonah? Oh man, I <laughs> actually didn't notice what you noticed. So that was a great observation of like him hearing something that he could use, mm. and maybe then uh, it was just a little like, moment. And he was like, "What?" And then oh, he got aggressive. Fine. Yeah. I did. You know, if, if he hadn't heard it, I'm trying to think if if he would have kept his cool, and. To me, it surprised me because I I didn't notice that moment. So I think I was very surprised that he would allow himself to do that because he's so calculated Mm -hmm. and he controls himself so well, like, all the rest of the time. Yeah, totally. So I think maybe he would have kept his cool. He didn't look like he regretted it afterwards. You've seen him blow up a a few times at camera and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. He kind of does this and afterwards (laughs) he was was just like this. Just like stone cold. And I was like, he has a plan. I don't know. I think... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was just... It was Joe's a, great... a snake. He's controlled. <laughs> it was a great speech with your wife and hearing, feeling your breath on her and all that stuff. I just thought, like, man, you got him. It was so cool. <laughs> um, let's take a few minutes before we jump into predictions. And let's just see if we can make your publicist, who's in the room, a little nervous. I don't know. <laughs> we won't do that. But it is known that you're going to be in Spider-Man Homecoming, which is really fun. I know you can't say much about it, but what, whatever you Thank can you. say about it, is there anything you can tell us at all? Just the whole plot synopsis would be great. Uh, <laughs> I am in Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. <laughs> uh, anything I can, unfortunately, anything I can say, mm-hmm. just stuff that's already publicly out there. Sure, of course. Tom Holland's playing Spider-Man. <laughs> I know, I know. Can, uh, can you say if you've already shot? Uh, yes. Okay, great. I did. Awesome. <laughs> it was a great experience. <laughs> and yeah, I'm excited. I when we were talking for the show, I didn't realize it was you said it's the the first Spider Man that Marvel's actually Marvel Studios, yeah. yeah. Like helping produce. Exciting. It was owned by yeah. Sony before. And, yeah. yeah. So I didn't know and this was like they the kind first. Of, they kind of both own it, but let's be honest, Marvel is taking the reins as they should be. Yep. <laughs> as they should be. Um Well Spider Man's the only comic that that doesn't squarely belong in either universe. Um, right? He specifically belongs to Marvel, for sure. Does he? Okay. Um, um, it's just that Sony owned it before, so when Marvel Studios was a thing, they couldn't use characters that other studios had Yeah, because been. I knew there was a problem with, um, like, uh, not Age of Ultron, but where they're trying to bring, you know, like, oh, like X-Men Quicks- together. Like, Quicksilver couldn't be in the same in thing. The same, they in, couldn't be seen together. Um, X-Men is owned by Fox. They, yeah. they both have rights to the character, but I think... Um, 
in one version they can't say he's Quicksilver or something like that. If oh. I, from my remembering correctly. Well, that's all the time we have to make your publicist uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> let's jump into those predictions. We got two minutes. Let's make them fast. Ooh. And now your After Buzz TV. Here it is, Amber Plaster. Okay, so um, I'm so glad that your predictions last week came true. That two of my favorite favorite characters on all Love of television, Boz and Diane, um, have a little thing going now. Or maybe it's just one sided. Maybe it's just Diane. I hope it's not. Um, so my prediction is actually that Donna lied to Cam um, because she sees Cameron getting completely mental. And I mm-hmm. think that Donna is not going to risk it. And I think if necessary, which it's looking like it's going to be necessary, especially mm-hmm. with those two sexist guys from Swap Meet pushing Cameron's buttons. Um, Craig doesn't seem as... Craig seems... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. The one. But Doug. <laughs> yeah. Doug. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that I think that Donna is willing to bring down Cameron's entire operation to save her half of the company. I think mm-hmm. there will be a mutiny at Mutiny Ooh. by Donna. Love it. That's my prediction. Assuming you can't predict anything about the show either because you know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, but I'm please. use my poker face. Tell us. <laughs> Um, I'm on those lines. I feel like, yeah, would Donna push Cameron out? Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Also, if Cameron is pushed out, would she then be scooped up by Joe? I think it could happen. Oh, absolutely. absolutely Joe would love to have Cameron underneath his thumb. Love it. And maybe a few other things. And a few other body parts as well. (laughs) I heard that. I have done that already. But that Mm -hmm. is my prediction. I think that uh, Cameron's good gets pushed out and joe scoops her up mm. uh, unfortunately oh. we're out of time here jonah so nice to have you on our thank show thank you thank please you for tell having people me. again where they can find you on the internet sure you can find me at jonah Shao, j-o-n-a-x-i-a-o on twitter facebook and instagram lovely all right Blaster. thanks for watching guys you guys can tweet me your predictions at amber Blaster. And you can tweet me at Isaac Johnson or on Instagram, the Isaac Johnson. Thanks so much, Jonah. Maybe you'll come back and join us again. That would be fun. <laughs> All right, guys. See you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.